Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello again. Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. Get Whoa, 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 stop, stop. Luno, we can't play if you bite Fufa. We don't ever want to bite our friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. We don't bite our friends. We don't pull their hair. Friends are our friends. So we treat them with care. So don't, don't, don't bite your friends. Fight. No way. Cause that's not right. No way. So don't, don't, don't bite your friends. 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 Sunday night. Uh, and again, I apologize to everyone. I big wow for not uh, making an appearance. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was like I, oh, I hear it was great. How stressful! Can you oh, hear me? There you go. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, unfortunately, I got it. I got in, but because I'm using AOL Hell. And all that, 
uh, it won't let me go into anything. So. Okay. 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 I'm just All gonna right. log out. We'll we'll end under me, Nick. Yeah. You, and you then, know my uh, blog talk radio. Let's see what's going on. All right, let's get this yeah. party started by saying, "Hey, everyone, welcome to what I consider a dark episode of Frenzy and Friends." We got Tom Sawyer here tonight. I love Tom Sawyer. He's such a cool guy, Tom Sawyer, who just wrote the Dark Harbors. Yeah. Well, he he kind of wrote it a couple of months ago, but it's going to be released. So Tom Sawyer is going to be with us tonight. Joe Flynn, how awesome is that? That's great. Um, that, that is you know, oh. oh, there we go. I just was posting thing. We're live over off of Blog Talk Radio on my Facebook. And that means people call in uh, or come into Blog Talk, make a screen name, whatever, uh, or just call us and see if we can't get you on the air to ask Tom a question about writing or whatnot. So, and there. A writer, and let me just say, I'm really sorry. I have been everything, and that's uh, my computer. I would be on my I just got that new computer. Remember that fancy new computer I yeah. just got? Well, it turns out that I had a bad hard drive, and the people that I bought the computer from, which I have to say is Zentech Computers, um, they, they, I brought my computer in and the cats escaped. I should get the cat because I'm closer okay. to the cat than Nick is. Um, oh, yeah. Zentech Computers, I took my computer in today. Rocky's back in the house. I am the hero. But uh, Zentech Computers, which is the company that I bought the co- uh, the laptop from, I brought it in. It turns out that I had a really bad hard drive, and they replaced my hard drive, and now I got a free hard drive. So all week I've been off of, like, everything. I have not – I don't even know what's going on in the world today because I had no laptop. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy like that when you don't have a computer and uh, whatnot. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, now they they gave me my new hard drive, and this computer is faster than I am. I'm like, wait, 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 where was I at before? This computer is yeah. running really great. So, yeah. thank you. At computers and uh, ah, you're you're doing awesome, yeah. awesome job. All right, yeah. Nick. Is there? Uh, oh, and I would like to mention one thing right now, Joe, because you and I we've been together for a long time. I'm about to give you the phone, Nick. 
Well, think of something to say, Nick, because you always have something yeah. to say. You got your book. You got everybody's yeah, book. Well, I, that, that's why we're about uh, to give you something to talk about. Um, I would like to say also, um, Joe, you and I, we have talked about this on, uh, you know, at least one occasion. Yes. We do not pay people to be on this show. Right. Right? Right. I mean, oh. You know, if we were to pay, as I've told you, Everybody who's ever been on this show, we would probably not be doing a podcast unless we're like millionaires like George Lucas or someone like that, where we could afford to pay people. But here, there you go. Here's a quarter. Yeah, exactly. But we're not doing that. We, We don't do that. Everybody that comes on our show wants to be on our show because we've done something. Am I correct? Yes, we're helping promote. The operative word is promote uh, whatever they're working on. it. If it be a movie, a script, a book, music, poetry, you name it. You know, we will do it, you know. But I, for one, you know, been on this show for a long time now. We've never, ever paid anyone to be on. This is about giving out free publicity uh, for a project or books or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and in fact, uh, there's one show. It was our good friend Steve Mingola, which you've been on the show with Steve Mingola. He was like, Francie, I'm so proud of what you're doing. And I got to know Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think know. we lost friend. Oh, there's Nick. Uh, I think we lost Francie there for a minute. Uh, so, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's her phone or whatnot. Bear with us, guys uh, and gals. Uh, and, by the way, I hope you guys all enjoyed the new uh, Star Wars trailer that took over the Internet the other day, as well as the, I guess, upcoming Batman versus Superman film trailer that came out as well. And, uh, yeah, you know... Feel free, hopefully, if you try to call in Nick or Francie, who will be able to pick you up. If not, I do apologize, because I have no control over the switchboard because of my computer and its lagginess. But again, hey, yo, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying yourself and enjoying the show. Uh, Again, um, to... You know, as I said, hopefully we'll have Fred Weehy coming up with his new book, Fright House, uh, you know, which is going to be really cool. Uh, Also, you know, I am going to put it out there. Uh, I've got to talk to some, a couple people to see who want to come on. And I want to congratulate Tim Sullivan and Adam Ripken on the 20th year anniversary of uh, Detroit Rock City 
or something like that. So congratulations, guys. It's now available on Blu-ray, so pick that up if you're a fan of KISS. Uh, Also, you know, as I'm going to say, yeah, I, I, I would like to try to see some of my friends, you know, call in eventually, you know, and I also... I'm going to be uh, trying to talk to someone to uh, come on to the show. Hopefully she can uh, talk about her new film that she just is putting out uh, called Pell Horses, and uh, or Pell Horse. Uh, so uh, find out all about that film sometime down the road. So, and the director and maybe some of the cast members, I... It'll be a lot of fun uh, if uh, we can do that as well. Uh, so hopefully, I haven't lost friends to your Nick. So if you guys uh, are you still got there, oh, I got John Link. Yeah, hey, it's John Link. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got hey there. Woo! Oh, John, what happened to Nick mind. and Francie? Um, Francie, you still with us or? Like, I know her phone was, like, kind of breaking up a little bit. And I heard Nick a few minutes ago. And I I don't know if they went and they're actually on mute. I, I don't know. So, so I'm what have you been doing? Oh, what have I been doing? I was, I'm just hanging out, uh... I, as I said, uh, thank you for your comments uh, on the photos from Monster Palooza. Uh, you would have had a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I was going to be at a convention oh, today. Oh, my gosh. You have no oh, idea. It, this oh, this keeps hanging up. We've got a switchboard full of colors. Everybody's on oh, the Let's get them all hey, on. Hey, everybody's like. Hello, Don Proctor, hey. Tom Sawyer. I'm here. Oh, hello. Don <laughs> Link, I'm sure you're there too. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys have no idea. Uh, what happened? Tom, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. What's going What's on? What's going on, doll? Come on, you've got like this really kick-ass book. Well, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I love it. I'm pretty it. excited. Oh, it, I think it offers up a variety for everybody. You know, you get a, a zombie story, a mummy story, a werewolf story, phantom and ghost stories. So, you get a little potpourri of horror there. You know? Yeah. And I gotta ask you, what what makes your mind stay? And I'm sure that John Link, like John yeah. Link. And uh, uh, also, John Link, I mean, come on, you guys yeah. channel in this stuff. Wow. I don't know, I, I think you have to just you look at things and just kind of see them and think, well, how would that be a story? You're always asking yourself, how would something be a story? Ooh. Like, the our neighbors next door, both of them uh, unfortunately passed away and the house is abandoned and been deserted. So I'm thinking, well, boy, that could be a story. Why? What's wrong with that Ooh. house, you know? Yeah. You know, just little things you just kind of pick up on and mm. 
hmm, how could I turn that into something? Ooh. So you kind of get the wheels churning. At least that's how it works for me. I get I read something or see something, and that could be a story. How could I use that, mm. you know? That make, yeah. Does that make any sense? I mean, you just kind of look at something yeah. and think, yeah. hmm, if I just turn something, you know, kind of change something a little bit, it could be a really horror, horrifying story, you know? Little things. Just yeah, kinda... actually, I, I, I do see where you're going with that one because when, you know, because I got to write, write Werewolf too, and Nick and I, we were driving down Rio Linda, and there was, like, all these cotton fields and cornfields and Rio Linda, and we were driving towards, like, the full moon, and I'm like, holy crap, we could have two teenage girls driving towards the full moon, and the roads can be out, and that's going to be the next attack of Werewolf 2. Man, could you imagine Ooh. trying so, yeah, to escape from it, running through those fields of uh, cornfields or cotton fields or anything like that, trying to run away from getting? I mean, that'd be kind of, at night, that'd be kind of chilling, man. That'd be scaring me. <laughs> what the hell is you know. wrong with us? Mm. I don't know. Fancy. Good imagination. Fancy. Fancy. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever watch the 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 show? It was it was on maybe twenty thirty years ago. Werewolf. No. Should watch it. Uh, uh, Chuck um, Chuck Connors plays the villain, and he, he was oh, the real star of the show. Morris. It must be on DVD. I've no, I've, not mm. Chuck Norris, Chuck Connors, the Rifleman. Yeah, yeah, yep. uh huh, yeah. Yeah, he was the real star. He played the villain. He I, was big I, enough. He I've was like six foot seven. I gotta check it out because I'm you know, look that up because I haven't either. Hmm. That is John Proctor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, but, Don. Well, uh, there's nothing hey. wrong with us. I think we're products of great imagination and storytelling. That's what's wrong with us. That, yeah. That's you normal for us. All we've got to do is, I think that all four of us, we should get our heads together and come up with a really creepy story. We should make books pay for it. I'd <laughs> uh, be for that. Nick there giggled. Oh, by the way, Nick, you have anything you want to say? Oh, not really. Just working on Stephen Shrewsbury's Within. It's going to be coming out uh, pronto, and uh, and should, also Filter about, by Jason Gaylor is coming out this week too. Yeah, Tom Sawyer's book is out. Dark Harbors. Dark Harbors. Yes. And oh. also, also the night it got out by Patrick James Ryan. I'm working on too, so that's going to be coming. Yeah. Out. So, so Got all these exciting yeah, titles now that we're talking good, about Dark Harbors, Tom Sawyer. Okay. Tell us a little bit about this, because you're the guest, baby. Oh, okay. And you well, were put on the spot. I told you, you're the guest, at like, uh, maybe an hour ago. Yeah, I was sitting there watching Game of Thrones when I seen that, so I was like, oh, okay, let's see, you know. Boy, that's pretty cool. That's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dark Harbors, when I was writing Shadows in the Dark, I had a short story written called The Log of the Superior Queen. And I thought, you know, I could I could come up with a few other stories that dealt with in like the same time period or with a few of the same characters in around that time. I mean, 
there's enough stuff historically written. A good historian that we have in the States named Frederick Stonehouse has done a history, a couple of books called Haunted Lakes. So he's a good source for, at least in this region, for material and stuff. So I, thought, oh, I was reading a few things. I thought, yeah, I could change that, work that. You know, some a couple of things. Uh, there's a story, as I think it's Fate Would Have It. Or, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it's Fate Would Have It in the story. Kind of, there was really an incident on the Great Lakes where four ships passed by a shipwreck, didn't save it, and a year later they were sunk. You know, the the, the gods of the, the oceans or the waters uh, kind of took the revenge for not helping a ship and another ship in distress. So I kind of played up the horror aspect of that and, you know, had, a, you know, something happen. So I, I kind of look at different events and things and draw from real events or history and, but I thought it'd be kind of cool because that, that, there's so many areas around these lakes that, yeah, I could have a zombie story or a mummy story. I just got to work out the logistics of how I would do it, you know. I think when you're writing a story, sometimes, you know, you think, well, how could I have this go? How would this be realistic enough to be believable, you know? So you kind of got to think that through. And so I started writing a bunch of stories and thought, oh, okay. Wow. That 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 is actually pretty badass. So when you're talking about the Great Lakes, you're talking about Michigan, right? Uh, in and around there. I mean, you got Wisconsin, you got Minnesota, Illinois, you got, um, you know, parts of Ohio and even Pennsylvania, New York. So you know, you you could there's plenty of space to, you know, to hit a lot of different groups, you know, areas of people that could be familiar with it. Yeah. You know. Everybody has you know, got the great. I mean, here in Sacramento, you got the uh, the the American River. River. Yep. Called? Yeah. Ah, yay! I was on cue. And, and water yeah, itself. I mean, I mean with everything. like the Edmund Fitzgerald's always there's a lot of scary stuff just from the natural storms and stuff too. So you know. Yeah. Did you hear you know, they just they they just found uh, one of the naval ships. The USS Independence? Yes. Yeah. And it's pretty Uh, much intact still. Yeah, they said because of the winter, this winter, they found the water's still clear and nobody's really sailed on the Great Lakes, but they found about about a half a dozen wrecks that they hadn't found before, too. Oh, wow. You know, so that's kind of always... You you keep your ears and eyes out and say, hey, what what can I do about that? What are they going to do with them? Uh, glass bottom board tours, probably, or scuba mm. diving tours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. it's, it's, yeah, because they they're not they're not gonna bring them out of the water, so. No. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of treasure on them. About American history, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you had all these wars, and there's all these catastrophes that happen. I mean, like the Civil War. Oh, my gosh. In South Carolina, don't even go into the woods alone because you're going to be visited by a ghost. I mean, everything. What do you think about all this? I mean, like all the ghost stories and everything that's coming about. Sounds like a great, great source for material to me. I mean, you have to look at it that way. Yeah. You know. (laughs) I mean, you got Gettysburg, and I mean, it's just, just you, you open up the floodgates with history. I mean, it's just kind of, you get looking and, oh, okay. 
you know, I'm a big sucker for all the paranormal shows, everything from finding Bigfoot to ancient aliens, you know. I'm guilty of that, too. You know, that's me just fodder and resource. You know, How true. many ghost girls have all of us been on? At least say one. Say yay, yay. Um, I haven't been on it, any yet. You, you have not? You know, oh, my gosh. Here we go. But I will uh, watch uh, every show that they got on them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, I'll, I'll tell you this much. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, I was at... Uh, it was funny. This actress who's, who moved from the Midwest to California, and the same day she arrived, I was flipping to the tra- channel Travel Channel, and I was watching Ghost Adventures because then it turned out, hey, we're here at the Winchester Mystery House, which is just like 15, 20 minutes away from my house. Uh so she's going like, well, how funny, you know? She arrived because she went and she went and did the murder mystery thing at the Winchester Mystery House that night, and it's just like, oh, how sweet, you know? San Jose, <laughs> we get recognized because of the Winchester Mystery House. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's 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 kind of creepy if you think about it. I mean, if you like Google like ghost stories in your hometown, there's a lot of them. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> and you're like, how do I ever sleep at night? At you know, at the same time, it's like, what? That happened in my hometown. There was a child molester right down the street from me. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's. Kind of well, scary at night. It is. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I live in and, Oakland County in Michigan, and we had the Oakland County child killer back in the late 70s, so, you know. See? There you go. It's it's pretty scary at night. It can oh, yeah, be. I mean, see, I'm, I'm kind of a, pardon my French, I'm a chicken shit, because there's no way I'm going on a ghost hunting tour in a cemetery or some haunted place at night. Oh, it's a Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Tom, if we ever get a get, get together in a group and we go to a cemetery, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just leave you right at the gate so you could stay there and uh, we'll have someone keep you company so you don't okay. take off in the car. Uh, I'll, warm right, up the bar. I'll warm up the closest <laughs> bar stool at the closest bar. <laughs> and those those only the spirits I want to deal with. Who's going to stay in the car with them? We're all going to want to go. <laughs> Hell yeah, I want to see those. I always told Nick the first apartment that we lived in, we would be laying in the bed, and the door would be open. I would see a shadow run across the... Remember, Nick, I always told you, I was like, there's a shadow running across the apartment. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's just headlights. And I'm like, no, that's a shadow. It turned out, when I talked to... When we talked to the manager, remember, he did say that somebody committed suicide in yeah, that apartment. Oh, and crap. I would I would be laying in the bed with Nick, and I'm like, there it goes. There's the shadow. 
the shadow just ran across. And Nick's like, yeah, I, I, was just like, I'm like, dude, it's a dead end. How many cars are going to come into this apartment complex? It's like four apartment complexes. No, there's a shadow running across our living room. Wow, that's crazy. When I uh, yeah, we I, were looking for the house I'm, we live in now, I... I, I I'd ask the real estate lady, I go, did anybody die in the house and is it haunted? And she thought I was kidding. And my wife goes, no, he's serious. Because <laughs> i got to disclose that. Forget it. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. in fact, uh, the house that we're living in now, I also seen a shadow a couple of times. And I swear I was not drinking at the time. And there was a... <laughs> the... Uh, the house that we're living in, Nick's apart, uh, Nick's parents' house right now, and we're living in the garage, and it's a really good setup. But I used to see a shadow, like, walking across the house, and I'm like, Nick, there's a shadow. It's, it turns out that the lady committed suicide in the bathroom in Nick's house. See, Nick, there's a story for you to write. Tom, you've got the rights to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no, but it <laughs> turned out like a couple of weeks later after I kept seeing the shadow, uh, his parents did tell me, his mom told me, you know, a girl committed suicide in this bathroom. I'm like, oh, could that be the shadow I seen running across the, li- the the living room? It's dark, but yet I always seen something run across. What do you think of that, Tom? Am I psycho? Oh, that'd freak it'd fry my shit. Pardon my French, but I wouldn't be too careful. Hey, we're care. I wouldn't care for that stuff. Clean, baby, you can say fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck all night long. Okay. <laughs> well, it would it'd fry it'd fry my shit, man. I, uh, it's like, I mean, there are sometimes you get writing stuff, and it's like you hear a sudden noise when you're writing that the stuff, and you get into a scary scene. Do you ever scare yourself sometimes when that happens? You hear a noise that oh, maybe oh the I've cat been there, done that. Oh, oh my gosh. man. No, it's like, this is then what you know I did, you've written something okay? pretty good. I was watching Go Helter Skelter on the TV. I was probably about 15 years old. And Helter Skelter. I'm watching That's Helter Skelter, but I'm reading The Shining at the same time. Oh, you know you're you're messed up. You're, you're yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> but the funny part was, like halfway through the movie, all of a sudden I heard something on my. Because I was li- living with my mom and dad at, at home, and I could hear somebody on the back porch. So right away, I called my girlfriend that lived half a block away. I said, hurry up. You need to come over here quick. <laughs> There's somebody on my back porch. I don't know if there actually uh-huh. was, but, you know, when you're reading The Shining and watching Helter Skelter, it's probably not a good combination. Yeah, no. yeah I can relate to that. Put one and choose the other. <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, you know, with anything, when you're reading a great horror book or something that gets you totally engrossed and all of a sudden you hear a noise, you know, or your dog starts barking out of the blue, then you know, well, what's going on, dog? There's nobody out there. Oh, maybe yeah, there really. is. Maybe there isn't. But I don't know. Hello, hello, hello. You, you left on my, yeah. my power just went out in my house. Ah, ah 
Oh, no. We're getting storms, and we, my power right. just went out. All the lights are out. All right. You got to Go get the flashlight. Start lighting those candles. Yeah, that's what I find them. Stand up. Can you hear me? I hear you feeling down. That'll keep but I can relate yeah, to that. I remember reading the Amityville Horror, too. and I wouldn't go to bed till it was daylight. Well, I was reading good night after I got up. Tell me, oh, how yeah. many times, how many people here have cats? I do. I do. I do. Okay. Tell me if it doesn't freak you out if your cat is, like, staring at the wall. It's just, like, staring at the wall, and his tail is twitching, and it's like, what are you staring at? <laughs> is it in the spider or bug? Well, for my cat, it's there's, usually because she hears no something, and I know she's going to chase it. There's, like, nothing there, and your cat's, like, staring in the wall, and it's, like, staring at the wall. And you're like, what are you doing? Why okay, are so you does it make it creepier wall? if your cat's all black? Uh, no. My cat was orange, and he was, like, staring at the wall. Like, I got well, a photo of it on my Facebook page, and they're just, like, staring at the wall, and it's like, what are you staring at? Why are you freaking me out? Because you know that well, you got to remember more okay? than what you see. Cats can hear and see things that we don't. Same That's thing right. with dogs. That's right. That's why. I mean, have you ever watched any um, shows where they show the animals see or hear a ghost or whatever? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That'll freak you out. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Animals are very unique. As Don said, they can hear, sense things that we can't, you know. And, uh, you know, it's. It, to me, hey, I love all animals, so it's sort of like, uh, thanks for keeping an eye out on me, buddy. You know. Hey, you know what? I, I got, I got, I got the badass type dogs. I got the chihuahuas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, they they will send something like forty miles away. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. bite uh, your, I'm gonna bite your ankle off and. <laughs> I know, everybody because picks up me because I got ankle biters. Oh they don't bite God. nobody, but... Ankle biter chihuahua. <laughs> well, they, actually, they two, think two they're as are, big as a um, Great Dane, and yet the Great Dane thinks they're as big as a chihuahua. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> two of them are actually chihuahua and Jack Russell mix. The other oh one is... God. Wait, wait, it gets better. How do you sleep at night? Actually, they're really good. They only bark oh. when they hear something or they hear somebody. So oh, it's usually pretty good. Okay, I got everybody's. I got to ask everybody's opinion. You guys seen that woman? That's been. She's killed a lot of uh, domestic animals. She killed a giraffe, and her oh, latest yeah. photo oh. is she killed a lion and. She made it smile. Did you guys know that that is actually a zoo where people can come in and kill the animals? Are you serious? Uh, they are doped up with uh, Thanks for sharing. 
Um, I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh, how do you guys know about that? Because yeah, hold on. You know, here here's the two pet peeves of Joe. I think Clark. that she's worse than Charles Manson. Yeah, you I got that right. I would rather have Charles Manson on the street rather than her right now. Yeah, oh, her latest photo, she just killed a lion and she uh, made it smile after she killed it. Oh my God. Okay, Tom. It, save me. Save me Tom. <laughs> he did. That's all right. We'll stick my Nick, two hours Nick on her. Nick showed me the photo right before the show. Come on. Oh, well, I don't I think mean, it's very sporting. On. No, it's I'm a hunter, fun. but I don't think it's very sporting. It's not sporting, and what they do is uh, apparently they're raised by humans, and uh-huh. they shoot they shoot them up. Nick, you did the research. They shoot them up with tranquilizers, and uh, yeah, thank you. and uh-huh. they're able to. And you pay a price to shoot these animals. Oh my God! That ain't fair. That ain't that ain't sporting. I, I, I hunt, but I don't care for that. Yeah, Usually that woman that was with the giraffe. Yeah, I've yeah. yeah, seen the pictures. Oh. Yeah, her latest one is that she's now with a lion. Okay. Yeah. No, thanks. She made it smile uh, after she killed it. That's hmm. sick. What? What? I'm so glad I have so no. many people that love animals. Yeah. Well, I'm oh, so yeah. I, I have a hard hunt, time saying such... no to animals, that's yeah. for sure. I can hunt yeah. like deer and small game, but when it comes to like those animal cruelty commercials, i got to flip the channel. I'm yeah. a wussy. Yeah, yeah. you can't even yeah. stand to watch it because you want to help them all, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, and Rocky, yeah. who is our little kitty... Which I love, Rocky. He was born on Easter Sunday, and his mama tossed him away, and I held him. He was just a little kitty in the palm of my hand, and Nick said, I'm not going to watch this cat die. This kitty's not going to die. Mommy tossed him away, and we. I said, okay, if you want to save this cat, we got to get a heating pad, and we got to get mama's milk. He got on okay. the heating pad. Um, mama yeah. back. The mama that same night took our little kitty back, and now Rocky is well. He's a lapful. You know, I I don't see how people can do that to cat animals. I have I mean, no idea. Well, it's like. Home. The newest puppy I got. She's about a year old. She's a little over a year old now. Um, I actually wound up getting her for my daughter. Uh, my son-in-law, one of the guys at work, had found her on the highway. Oh! And she was only about she was only about four pounds. Oh! And you could tell she was abused because if you go to went to go to pet her, she'd back away from you. Yeah. Even now, she'll only come to the people that she knows. If somebody new comes into the house, she'll back away. She don't want nothing to do with them. Yeah, but uh, she's she's doing a lot better now. She's a Chihuahua and pug, so that's a chug. Ah, uh, Chihuahua pug. See, there you yep, go. Yep, so she's a chug. They're as big as a Dalmatian. Yeah. She's about 
I'd say she's about five or five, at least five or six pounds now. Hmm. Yeah, we have a she has an underbite, so her, her, <laughs> she has an underbite, so her uh, her bottom teeth stick out. So it looks like she's like sticking her teeth out at you. Yeah. You got to you gotta love, love special. You got to love them. Oh yeah. And when you're when you're seeing people that's killing lions and I don't know, it breaks my heart. It makes me cry. Tom, I know I you're. Are you there? I don't even put an, yeah. I'm here. I don't even put animals dying in my story. Sometimes I think you know it's like I mean. I mentioned like deer hunting or something, but I can't, you know, I don't do the sacrificing yeah. of animals. Or, I don't know why I just can't. You yeah, know. it's, no, it's because, kind of like uh, when you're watching it's a movie with and they're making yeah. fun of it. Right. Yeah, you're, you're like Eddie Murphy's uh, Coming to America. You know, they killed the human, and they're like, it's a damn shame what they did to the dog. And that's where your heart goes to. It's like, oh my gosh, they killed the dog. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just. I mean, it's kind of like, at least if it's people, I think you know, I can. Most people that I put that I have killed by story, I had a pattern them after somebody I didn't know, I like, didn't like, and knew once. You know. Yeah. You know, so it makes it a little easier. So, but I mean, like animals are kind of innocent, and you know, they're. Yeah. They're they're only as good or bad as how good or bad they're treated and cared for, you know. Yeah, it's just like my little Daisy. I mean, she was dumped on the road. She had been abused. I mean, uh, she was like she was like five pounds. You know, what could yeah. you really do to hurt anybody? Yeah, yeah that, that does break your heart. Yeah. Hey, hey. Is, you want you should. You're a horror writer, and yet you have such a huge heart. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I think most horror writers do. I mean, I I had friends yeah. that won't even they won't put they unless it's pertinent to the story they won't use that stuff, that and child abuse or animal abuse of any kind. So they, that's right. Unless you know it's pertinent to the story, they will not. They they void it like the plague. That's what the at least a half a dozen <laughs> friends of mine. Yes. Actually, you know. you're absolutely right about that. And Nick even shook his head, saying, "Yeah, he's right." Uh, you know, it's just, Tom. I don't think you're. Yes. I I have a question. Oh, sure. I do, I do, I do. No, I know I've asked you this before, and. Uh, uh, we're going to do it again, just for everyone else who haven't listened to the show with you on before. Uh, what are some of your writing influence from? Uh, Rod Serling, The Twilight Zone. I knew I wanted to be a writer when I was four years old because that show was still on. or and, and I caught some of it in syndication, but I always loved The Twilight Zone. That, to me, I think he was my biggest influence. And a lot of it was, believe it or not, it's going to sound crazy, but a lot of it was the movies I'd watch, like on Creature Feature or Chiller Theater. Or, we had a local horror show host called Sir How James about the Ghastly. Keeper? And that, yeah, all those all those ones when I was a kid, you know, yeah. kind of you'd watch their shows or their movies that they'd have. I mean, but the Twilight Zone, Rod Serling and the Twilight Zone, I just watched it and I thought, wow, 
both stories, even at that young age, I knew there was something special because, I mean, I remember the story of the dummy with Cliff Robertson scaring the hell out of me and um, kind of the romanticism of the the episode two with uh, Charles Bronson and Elizabeth Montgomery being the last two survivors from the nuclear war. And I just thought, wow, that's just, you know, you know, I always kind of like writing my own stories We'd come in on Monday in elementary school, and first thing we had to do was write about our weekend, and I'd be writing about monster. We watch monster movies all weekend or something, and that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I'd have to say Rod Serling and Twilight Zone. But as I got older, if there's authors like Poe and Algernon Blackwood, and of course the King of Horror, Stephen King. When I got older, I thought, yeah, I'd like to be like him. You know, maybe Michigan's version. Even if I'm a fraction of that in Michigan, that'd be great. You know, so as you get older, you kind of expand your horizons and stuff. And you know, you know. Then later on, I don't think I hit got to Lovecraft until I was in my twenties, believe it or not, middle twenties. Wow. You know, so great writers in their own ways. You know, yeah. You know, I and I had to credit my teachers too. I had great literary teachers and junior high and high school, so we had, like, some of the Hawthorne stories and um, Henry James' The Turn of the Screw and those kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. And and Faulkner's A Rose for Emily. You know, it was, like, oh, yep. really warped, you know. Yeah. The Brother Grimm, where, hey, yo, there's no happy endings here. Move along. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to feed you to the wolf anyways. Uh, go have fun. No, yeah, they're all. Go ahead. There was something that you said, and I, I, I tried to tell Nick. I was like, you just made the most powerful statement ever in horror writing. Actually, that you don't like to see, you don't want animal cruelty in your horror writing. That was absolutely brilliant. Because it isn't really necessary. You don't have to, you know, I don't think you have to. And if you have to have it as part of, say, like a cult-type thing in the story, you don't have to go into detail. Just, you know, uh, it's like yeah. like sex and horror, too. I, I don't like going into great detail because you get the idea. Leave something to the imagination. Exactly. I mean, we're in the imagination business, so let's... If you have to have it, I'd rather not. But if you have to, less is more. That was absolutely brilliant. In fact, I put the phone outside and I was like, Nick, did you just hear what Tom Sawyer just said? That was absolutely brilliant what he just said. And I I loved what you said. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Loved it. You know, I, I think you can have horror, horrible enough things without, you know, without that, really. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Yeah, yeah because when you you're know, watching a movie and you're you're going to watch a dog die, you're like, no, no, no. The dog does not have to die. Kill the human. Don't kill the dog. <laughs> no, everything. The dog died in the flight, too. Hey. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't worry, Nick. Uh, 
No, that was that was absolutely brilliant what you said, and I absolutely loved it. And so did Nick. Yeah. Oh, cool. He gave you a thumbs uh, up. Uh, well, well, that's cool. Here, here, I appreciate that. Yeah, here we go. Joe Flynn's pet peeves in horror movies. One, All right. never kill Flynn. kids uh, yeah. and never kill animals, uh, you know, your pets in the mm-hmm. movies. Those are my two things, you know, if I'm watching a horror movie, I don't want to see. You know? Yeah. It doesn't matter if the kid's really, you know, a bratty kid, you know, or annoying. I, you know, I just like say, oh no, thanks. I'll just uh, watch something else, you know. Uh, but you know, and as it turned out, this is the funny thing. Um, uh, me and a director were talking about how it seems that killing kids in horror movies is totally tabooish. And mm-hmm. last time, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm ta- I'm not talking about little babies and all that as mm-hmm. well. But the last time any kind of like preteen kid got killed in a horror movie was like in the remake of The Blob. And I'm going like, okay, that yeah. I can understand. That, you know, is fine mm-hmm. because I know it's all fake and CGI-ish. But, you know, if you're talking about, you know, like a Friday the 13th or a Michael Myers or Nightmare on Elm Street, no thanks. Not doable, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, do I don't think they would in those anyways. You, but, he's right. bringing up a good point. When do you cross the line? I guess if you had, a you know, somebody that was killing, like, say, like I said, the Oakland County child killer. How could you avoid that? I mean, there are certain times, I'm not saying this is written in stone, but it's just sometimes like, like I I have a manuscript whiteout that I had a local bully and the, the my main protagonist monster in whiteout was a Native American legend called the Weendigo, which yep. fed on man's avarice and all that. And I had him get a kid that was bullying the other Native <laughs> kids and, you know, he caught up to a kid he was going to bully that had done something that got kind of even with him and he caught him and he was going to get him and the kid that he was holding on to that was going to bully started looking, you know, like, whoa, you know. And he goes, yeah, you're going to get it. And then the kid realizes there's something behind him and he goes to turn around, it grabs him and the other kid takes off, you know, that he was going to bully. So there are certain times when you kind of, yeah, I I think I'll use that. Yeah. I agree. You know, you know, in, in certain areas of horror books, you know, if the kid deserved it, you know, being a bully or whatnot, mm-hmm. I would say, okay, that that's reasonable. You know, if it's put in the story like that, you know, if it was just out of the blue, then I'd be going like, okay, what the heck just happened here, Charlie? Someone just got killed by a big old monster. Oh, never mind. <laughs> just me being silly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it, dep- it really depends on the story and the context and everything. So that's why I said it isn't written in granite. I mean, I just kind of not do it, but I've done it in a couple of, st- I mean, like Shadows in the Dark, the cabin boy. 
got it the yeah. first night. So not to give too much away, but it's been out for a couple right. of years. So, you know, but, you know, they thought maybe he fell overboard or something. But, you know, oh yeah, in uh, that context. Right. Yep, by and, the way, uh, your your new book, Harvers and Dark Dark Harbors. I love it. She loves it. I love it. You, 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 every story sucks you in. I hope so. I think that's the number one rule of a writer is to be entertaining. So if if I'm entertaining and I've done my job, that's the only rule I live by for that. Yeah, I mean, a good story will naturally draw you into it. Yeah, in fact, uh, Nick, uh, uh, Don, I'm so glad you asked that because Nick asked the same question. What was the same? What was your favorite story that drawn you into it? Your your favorite story in the collection? Because I love uh-huh. them all. <laughs> I read You're it, ladies and gentlemen. Tom, are you there? Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite, probably either Log of the Superior Queen was one of my favorites because I got to play with the werewolf storyline. Ah, yay! And and another one I wrote was that was in there was uh, I think it was called Afflicted. It was my zombie story, and it was kind of for eighteen ninety one. You know, being the Coast Guard and all that, it kind of. Um, or the precursor to the Coast Guard. I think they're Revenue Service or something like that. That's what they were called. Ran across a ship that had, well, afflicted people on it. So, you know, it was that was one of my favorites. I finally got to do another zombie story. Um, but I, I kind of like, one of my favorites, too, was uh, As Fate Would Have It. And I wrote that kind of in, like, newspaper article form where each story told a little bit snippet from one part of the story and went to the next where what happened and then it kept going on how the story progressed but it was like written in newspaper form who what when where why and how and how the events how they ended up unfolding that was kind of tricky and i'd been a journalist before so it was kind of a neat challenge to try to do that so tell a story in newspaper different newspaper story form that is badass. You dreamt about that at night, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I dream about everything at night when I'm writing it. It just kind of drives me crazy. It's like I I don't get rid of it till I'm done with writing it. Then exactly, the and then you when you when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta write that. Oh yeah, I don't go anywhere without a little notepad or clipboard or something. That you know. I mean, I, I got to tell you, um, Tom Sawyer is, like, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And to have him on the show, and Nick is, oh, my gosh, Nick loves you. He loves your writings. He loves everything about you. Well, thank you. I'm glad. I, I mean, him. you are I'm such too. a gifted writer. Oh, I appreciate that. That's a major compliment. I do appreciate that. I'm very flattered. I'm very humbled by that comment. Yeah, Nick Nick absolutely one hundred percent believes in you and he absolutely oh, adores yeah. you. 
and to have you here, and I, I, I tagged you, and I said, Tom, you're our guest tonight. Get over it. And here you are. Cool. I mean, you're such a gifted writer. I read your work. I love uh, your work. You are really gifted, and you're such a nice guy. And and you're coming out with this new book which is gonna be badass. Give the title again. Dark Harbors. Dark Harbors. And it deals with the uh lakes. Yep. You got a bunch of different stories. I live in Michigan for a little while. So I know what you're talking about. Oh, hopefully people mm-hmm. in Wisconsin and Minnesota and Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York appreciate it too. You know, all those great lake states that surround all these lakes. Yep. And the rest of the oh, country. Oh yeah, we too, got Lake Erie here in Pennsylvania, so Well yeah. Yeah, I'm not that uh, far I, from it really. <laughs> yeah. Hey Yeah. Hey, um you know, Don makes these really cool fingernails. And she can Jim make Barry a nail wrap. Fingernail. For okay. you. They're Jamberry right, nail cool. wraps. Oh, and I, we I, have I, a nail art studio where we can create. You know, you can do it yourself or, or I can do it or whatever. Um, the only thing is, like, say you wanted to get a picture uh, promote one of your books. Mm-hmm. Then you have to sign an, an agreement stating that it's your book and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Nick's, Nick's supposed to be sending me pictures and some paperwork so we can get some black sheet nail wraps out there. Uh, he, he's been trying to deal with my computer problems for the last week, and he's like, and it turned out that it was a hard drive problem. Zentech uh-huh. fixed it. So, yeah. Um, oh, really hold on. And Tom, they are oh, yeah. Tom. California. Hold on, guys. Uh, Tom, for anyone who'd like to Hi-oh. be interested in finding you, where can they find you? Well, I'll, uh, let's see. I live in Waterford, Michigan, but I'll be at Motor City Nightmares this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Novi Sheraton in Michigan. And then next month I'll be at Motor City Comic Con at the uh, Suburban Showcase Collection in Novi. Very so we have two big conventions coming up in the next cool. month apart. Cool. One's this coming weekend, and and yeah, people um, go and see them. Yeah, see them and say hello. That is really awesome, Tom. I I so. I'm happy to see that you're doing everything. I mean, you're 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 promoting yourself. You're doing everything, and you got black she- black bedsheet books behind you. I mean, you oh, are really cool. the American dream. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I got the right name for it, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you know, We got. Who needs a pen name with that? And. Can I get John Link to wish us out, and then we can do an after party? Uh, John Link, send us out John Link style. Yeah. 
Mrs. Yep. John Lake. John Lake is not here with us right now. And we're about to go off the air live, but we will have a uh, after party with Tom Sawyer. The British woman cut in. Nobody. Okay, here we go. So this is John Lake. John. Where'd he go? I don't know. I think he disappeared. He's calling back in. Proctor, give us uh, the best John Link you can give. And then we're going to have an after party. (laughs) I'm not good at it. We need John Link. Okay, Joe Flynn, I know you, Joe. You know John Link. I'll just just do it my way. Sunshine. Uh, Yeah, that's right. I'm taking over, damn it. Janet. Uh, Sunshine. (laughs) No, um... This has been uh, the Francie and Friends show. Until next week, kiddies, stay tuned. Uh, We'll have some more fun in a little while. So bye-bye for now, kiddies, and thank you for listening to the show. Bye. Yay! (laughs) Nicholas Grabowski, would you like to talk to your author? Uh, yeah. Come on, you gotta talk to uh, Tom Sawyer. Tom, would you like hey, to hear Tom from Sawyer. Nick? Sure, I'd be glad to. He would love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, you gotta put somebody else's list. book out. I don't want them to miss have their miss their deadline there. I, I know what deadlines <laughs> are like. Uh, uh, maybe Nick can talk about your death. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, if you're looking for a good little ghost movie to watch, uh, I'd recommend The Lady in White. So there. That's my little recommendation. If you like ghost movies. Uh, or The Woman in Black. I like watching The Ghost Adventures. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, The Lady in White, a classic movie from the mid-80s with Lucas Haas and Catherine Heldman. Welcome to my nightmare. Yeah, I think I remember no, but watching that. It's a cute little movie. It's it definitely a good little ghost story and whatnot. Uh, but yes, Ghost Adventures. Hey, Ancient Aliens. Hey, man, I am not Joe. I'm not Joe. Uh, Tropinopinus. Sorry, Joe. I'll butcher your name. <laughs> All the time. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. It was funny, I'll tell you this much. Uh, meeting him was very interesting. Nice hair. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, as I said, uh, yeah, I'll I'll watch all those shows, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, uh, hey, yo, hey, yo, Children of the Paranormal, uh, Paranormal. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.